Without a ball, it's just a court. And without your spirit, it's only a game. So, together with the fans, we bring our best. For your next pregame, let's share a twist on a classic. The Hennessy Margarita. A squeeze of fresh lime juice and a bit of agave syrup. Topped off with ice and a salted rim. Mix it, shake it, pour it. And enjoy the spirit of the NBA. Hennessy. Without your spirit, it's only a game. 21 and older, please drink responsibly. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Yo, now tell this man I'm the best Connect Four player on earth. You never seen me play, though. <laughs> We've talked about this. I have not seen you play. I'm the world's greatest Connect Four player. I might lose the first or second game, but then I'll win for an hour straight. It's, it's impossible to beat me. I fucked around, went eight hours straight, and won Connect Four. Because we did in Miami. He don't remember. I sat down in Miami. Oh, at a, man is like, get off my do you line. not remember that? I might I might not have. I must have been on something. I sat at a table for two hours and did not lose. Bro, I did not play you in no Connect Four that night. Bro. You saw me sitting there for two hours. They looking like, wow, how is he so good at this? Because he's playing for Springfield, niggas. No, no. It was the, the plethora right. of the party got beat. All right, let's get it, man. Let's go. All right, y'all. We're going to get into it about the in-season tournament. But first... Make sure to subscribe to Point Four wherever you listen to your podcast and follow us on all social channels at Point Forward. As always, Point Forward is presented by DraftKings Fantasy Sports. Check out what DraftKings has to offer this season with code Point Forward because life's more fun when you're in on the action. DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void where prohibited. See DraftKings.com for details. Point. Forward. This is Andre Iguodala. This is Evan Turner. We're trying to get to the true essence of not just basketball, but life. And that means something, something, something. It is like a finger pointing away to the moon. Don't concentrate on the finger or you will miss all that heavenly glory. That level of understanding has been taken out of the game. Of the game. Hey, what's up, y'all? Um, welcome back to another episode of People Don't Know How Good I Am at Connect Four. Shit. In-season tournament was a hit. I think so. And it's funny because Adam Silver was trending. People were like, he did his thing. They said Adam, Adam people, Silver going crazy. People said he did his thing. I, I did see that. I did, I, I did see. I don't know if it's Black Twitter or whoever. But Black they, Twitter. They, he invited to the cookout after this, G. I did see it. He did his thing, man. It, it was, bro, it was popping. What was your favorite? One of them KD games. This man, yeah, one surprised. of them KD games. Damn, KD was cooking. He made the all-star team. He made the all-tournament team and didn't even get to the final four. That's KD, though. What I'm trying to tell you. To be honest with you, I really enjoy. You're actually a real KD fan. 
He's good. No, no, I know, but like, but like, you just like just one of them KD games. Like, you didn't even think about. It. You was just like second nature. Like, you really love. Like, not saying in a disrespect, you love KD. You, you're record real, this. You're a real fan of KD. I'm, no, I, lo- I like that. Though, Do you but know to why? Hear you say that because you hate everybody's game. True. When this dude, there's only one flaw in KD's game, and it has nothing to do with basketball. KD's only flaw is he won't lift weights. <laughs> That's it. And so you can push him, you can like foul him, and they get, he's so good, they get mad, and they just let him foul him. Like, KD, if you just lift weights, then... Why won't he lift weights? I don't. He, he won't come on the show and let us ask him. But if you watch him work out, it's one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. I believe it, man. Everybody should go watch KD work out. I heard KD only work out for like 30 minutes. It's the most beautiful 30 minutes you'll ever see. <laughs> I already just go, like, go in. The ball goes in a hole the exact same time, exact same way every single time. Back rim, back rim. Did we turn to this new, he's coined a new phrase. All right, so rank. KD makes. All right, so, so rank, rank KD workout, Steph workout, and Clay workout. Like, what's, what's the most impressive? And I know Clay workout might be a little bit different, okay? So why would you bring his name up? No, I'm just saying, how about just his said mates? that wild shit. How about his mates or something? So... If K, uh, you're watching Steph. Steph is 6'3". Yeah. So he's a guard. Yeah. So you see some incredible stuff, hand-eye coordination, the dribbling. Like, he's working hard. Yeah, 6'3 like is still it. impressive. That's a big and, point guard, And bro. he just makes he makes shots, right? Yeah. Steph don't really be missing. And it goes in. But it might be, like, swishes, back rims. To see somebody seven feet tall to handle the ball the way he does and for it to be, like, a machine over and over and over. Like, you know how you're trying to get to the same exact thing every single time? Like, his arc is the exact same way. Like, he's seven feet tall. He ain't supposed to be dribbling like that. His yeah. footwork is impeccable. And he really, he look like, I don't want to be doing anything else in my life but this. I love that. He Yo, look like that. You saying that, bro. I watch Damian Lillard's workouts are crazy, too. I'm saying, but KD is seven feet tall. No, you're absolutely right. But Dame shit is like, KD moved like Kyrie at seven feet tall, and you know how I feel about Kyrie. To say he moved like Kyrie, he moved Because well. Kyrie say, I move like KD, but I'm just six. No, he said, three. in my mind, I'm you. I'm long. I have length. I can finish. I can get a bucket. That's exactly what he said. Exactly. <laughs> Kyrie wow. said, I'm you in my mind. How good does one person have to be for Kyrie to say, in my mind, I'm you. But that was like a dick measuring contest. Like, boy, you ain't shit. Like, I'm you in my mind. Like, that type of thing, bro. Like, I'm like you. We're on the same level. That's basically, that's how he acted. And Kyrie he didn't thinks, show up to work Kyrie the thinks he's one of the greatest of all time. He is. So how good is KD if Kyrie says, in my mind, I'm you? What you talking about? Kyrie ahead of KD, low-key. In a deciding game situation. You know how I like you know how I feel about Kyrie. Damn, I, I'm not arguing that. Oh, okay, cool. I, I'm I'm scared to I'm scared. And the of only backlash. reason why I'm scared of backlash. And man. the only reason why is KD don't like lifting weights. That's it. That's it. KD got to get one more ring. He don't have to get nothing. <laughs> no, no, no. KD's no. so good he don't need a ring. Period. No, okay, I can see that. Because you know what's funny though, like Charles Barkley was so nice. Like, go back and watch Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley used to get 50 all the time. No, you're right. And, like, 14 rebounds and, like, 20 points. I mean, 20 assists. My only thing that bothers me about KD, bro, and this is going to sound like hate, like, (laughs) how could he not take y'all out, bro, up 3-1? 
Like, I, that's like, I, like, like do you understand? It's do you not understand? fair to no, answer that question. No, that's old. Just, no, I'm just saying, bro. If he, if we he, got, he we, was, bro, at the time he was arguing, like, how'd I lose my spot to Steph if I was the number one player in the world? All I did was get hurt. Man was averaging a 38 and 5 triple double before it was like real. You know what I'm saying? So when I'm sitting here, I'm not saying nothing. I'm just saying he was good enough to beat y'all th- to go up 3 1. He, he, he was good enough to beat us. Don't but do that. Team, don't bring his don't bring his name. But into the team it. didn't beat us. Okay, Roberson. All right, blame Robert. Don't blame him. I'm not this. blaming nobody. Oh, okay, cool. That's I would sad. never and because who you think I would say I would never I, say that. I hope you because I love bro. him. Yeah, okay, God. Never don't do that. Blame the other ones. Never. Who coached? Blame him. That's who I was about to say. Okay. Oh, what was the atmosphere like in Vegas? Was there a lot of fans when you showed up? So I went to the first game, which was the Pacers versus Milwaukee. It was a two o'clock game. And so I go in and find my seat in politicking. I get there like second quarter and uh, I watch half the second quarter to halftime, sitting in the wrong seat. And um, it was smooth. It was like a regular season game. They filling each other out. There's a lot of pull up threes in transition. Nobody want to run all the way to the corner. But they were like, they were getting after it up and down. Yeah. Like they were going, like they were playing hard. And I found my right seat, sat down, and I, and I like, I sit in like Adam Silver seats. Like that's where like kind of like I'm rose up, like, Five, six rows up, like uh, center court. At first, for whatever reason, look, boss, I'm seats right there. They are way better seats yeah. than sitting court side. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. this is an amazing seat. Yeah. I don't want to sit court side. It was like, this is where I want to sit. Yeah. And the fourth quarter of the Indiana-Milwaukee game, I'm like, yo, this is this is a basketball game. Yeah. To see Tyrese Halliburton doing his thing, uh, the big fella for Indiana with the dreads. He getting blocks. Miles finishing. Turner, yeah, no, yeah. not Miles. Isaiah, Isaiah Jackson. Jackson. Okay, go crazy. Isaiah Jackson was hooping. Yeah. Like, he blocking shots. He finishing. He had a left-hand hook. They find him in the pocket. And then they they kept finding Miles Turner late. Like, Halliburton would, like, come off a pick, probe, probe. Then he gets to the basket. Two bigs jump. He yeah, dropping, dropping it off. Him. Bruce Bowen gets to the elbow. He hitting his pull-ups. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm seeing, uh, what's my Bohemian? Uh, oh shit, Buddy Hill! I'm seeing Buddy Hill lock up. Yeah, and Buddy Hill, he only shoot. Man, it was it was some good hoop, man. Yeah, what did you? Uh, it's so crazy. I feel like the Pacers had some of the best games throughout. Even you still think about like the Pacers versus Celtics game. That yeah, whole situation that was, was crazy. That whole situation was crazy, and you're starting to see the rise of uh, Tyree Taliburton. What was it like watching him in person? And did it did it look it? You understand what I'm saying? Like so. With Tyrese, a guy like him or a guy like my other favorite player, um, Shea Gilders Alexander. Okay. They never gave, the guys like that never gave me problems. Yeah. And so I couldn't see it. You know, I would be like, well, what, what am I missing? I can't see it because they don't give me problems. I have length. I'm strong. I can, you know, I can get up into guys no matter how far they are on the court. Like, I can extend my defense. You know, I'm one-on-one. I know how to get around picks. And so I'm, I miss it sometimes because I can only see things from my perspective. But when you see it see it from just watching, like I love, like Shea's my favorite player now. He's like top two, top three favorite players. Mm. But seeing but seeing Halliburton, he just always makes the right play. Yeah, I've seen a few times like little lanes he can try to slither a pass through, and I'm thinking he's going to. And he's looking at it. He'll see it. I'm like, oh, he's going to try to make that pass. He's going to thread the needle. And then he'll pull it back. He won't. And then he'll find something else. He'll be like, no, give me this matchup. Boom, I'm pick it apart. And if you don't know basketball, 
you can miss what he does. Yeah, yeah. Like he's like he's he's that good. Like he's very cerebral and it's not flashy. And so I looked up, I'm like, he got 27 and 15. Yeah. But then but then I saw what I needed to see the next game when he played the Lakers. Boy, they blitzed the they blitzed the life out of him. Yeah, he was just making it right. No. They were blitzing him on them pick and rolls, and he just they had high hands, yeah, AD yeah, blitzing them. Yeah. Then yeah, they got tough, man. they got Vanderbilt gro- yeah, yeah, yeah. guarding and with his left. Yeah. He can't find nothing. Yeah, you keep saying he got a bunch of turnovers. Yeah, three or four, six, nine dudes. And then I was saying the end season tournament was a success because you get you get real playoff games. Yeah. And to see that coverage on Tyrese, Tyrese is like, oh, this is what the playoffs are really like. Like, how do you adjust game to game? It's only one game, but the Lakers just had them in a they bottled him up. And then you got to see Anthony Davis go crazy. And then you see, if we know how we talk, like, oh, we know AD going to have a good game. And we can understand, like, why. And then, mm-hmm. when he, like, he he was just dominant. But then you just tell the level of difference between, yeah. like, like, LeBron. It's almost unfair. Yeah, at this point, like, year 21, it's year 21, right? Like, yeah. we can't. We can't over like just overstep how wild it is that like another open tournament has come come in and he's just put his name on that one too. In year twenty one, yeah. yeah, it's it's crazy. It almost makes you think like, yo, after winning this, you're like, bro, I, sh- I should probably go three or four more years because so, because nobody this tournament, in my personal opinion, was not for LeBron to win. It was to showcase <laughs> the young guns, a new person, <laughs> and the fact that LeBron did this. It's, it's crazy, bro. Like, it's not, it don't make any sense. Like, yeah. this was a showcase, like, yo, this is a Tatum's league. Maybe it's a D Buckley. You Anthony know what? Edwards. Maybe it's still K. Yeah, yeah, Anthony Edwards. Like, here we go. Like, in the terms, you've seen Game of Thrones. In the terms of anything like Colossal or just like the Roman Coliseum, like, it, this is nutty, bro. Yeah, it's crazy. It's year 21, and he's. He's doing getting to a spot and this doing whatever is a, you want. And this is the top of the mountain, G. Like, just, I don't, like, of course you got six more months to the finals, but Buddy's at the top of the mountain I got right a question. now, bro. Who, whose fault is it? Is he this good or, or, or is it from our youth not reaching the level there need to be cerebrally? Because LeBron just picking them apart with his brain. I told you, did you, but I'm not blaming <laughs> I don't expect the youth to be ready for him. Now, I'm not saying the youth. I'm just saying no, basketball in general. There's three I, people I'm blaming, bro. Who? There's probably like three or four people I'm blaming. I'm blaming Kevin. I'm blaming Steph. I'm blaming Giannis. What you mean? Why, like, why are you blaming like, Kevin and Steph? I'm just saying in general, like this, they're the next ones to take them out. What you mean, Katie in year 17? <laughs> <laughs> bro, them little boys ain't ready for Brian, bro. That's what I'm saying, you know, and the issue isn't their talent. It's not the talent. Man, Brian, you got to be a lot to keep up with modern day Brian. Bro, he's still a freak of nature. I mean. You got to be a superhero. That's why I'm saying Steph, KD, like, them the ones that are ready to take him out, bro. I don't believe it. Anthony Edwards is ready, bro. Yeah, but he's 39 years old. That's what I'm saying. It's unfair. Like, Jared Goff t- couldn't take out Tom Brady. Golf one shit though, but you know what I mean. <laughs> no, nah, I mean you got points. Boston. I mean, I thought it was gonna be Boston or Milwaukee. Yeah. They just didn't get there, so we didn't see him. Man, LeBron was impressive, man. LeBron what he was impressive. did to uh, <laughs> New Orleans and them. I, I really thought uh, Grand Theft Alvarado little girls was gonna get that five hundred. 
So Tyrese Halliburton, um, people were acting as if they never heard of him. Like he was having this coming out party. Yeah. He was at All-Star last year, though. Yeah. Um, and even his rookie year, he averaged like 13 a game and like literally just filled in. Yeah. Like, so, so Harrison Barnes hit me and was like, yo, this kid, Halliburton, is really like that. He's really good. I'm like, you, you serious? He was like, no, I'm telling you. Like, he's the one. And, and be honest with you, remember the Kings traded him. It's like, we're just going to let him go have a decent career. You always him, say that. That's love, that bro. That is. That's what I'm saying. That's love. Like, they're just like, man, we ain't going to hold this kid back, G. And I was like, I don't know what you're holding back. But then, shit. But it's it interesting cheap. because we're making this about Tyrese, but De'Aaron Fox didn't sign his extension. He turned it down. It was two years, 100 million, 105 extension. He turned it down. <laughs> so what? That little 57 and a half just ain't enough? That's but, the 52 and a half, whatever it is, bro. Like 52. What? Yeah. But uh, the Pacers title odds before the season tip off was plus 30,000. Now they're plus 10,000. That's a pretty big increase. Yeah, ain't that like sh- shit and shittier? No, other way. Oh, okay, good. I, I just mean like, well, damn, we, we ain't going to see him. Is we 10000 I'm saying if you bet a dollar, you would get 30000 Now if you bet a dollar, you get 10000 I hear you, man, but shit. Because you, so you get less money because it's, it's more likely like they they proven that they're better than we thought. That dollar is gone. <laughs> <laughs> but keep going. <laughs> talk talk to him. And so these are from our, these are DraftKings. Sportsbook odds. Yeah, I throw me a dollar on there. And it's interesting because I'm thinking I was thinking this while I was watching. Is Indiana getting back on the map? In terms of a basketball city. Because I was thinking as I'm watching, I'm like, huh, he is a type of guy that will stay in the mid-market and can be there for his whole career and hold it down and be a, a great face, great figure for the league. Yeah, I think one thing, if you have to compare it to like the old way, the 20 20- 13, 14 teams when it was like Paul, George, and all of them, I think they had a great starting oh, yeah. five. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, that's a little bit different. I think one thing you're going to have to compare them to a superstar like Paul, George, they both got the luck. I'm thinking Reggie Miller. Oh, you like that? I like he's a – he got Reggie Miller kind of like disposition with Paul, George uh, style. Even though them pins be big as hell. But, <laughs> but I'm saying, but he has a marketable disposition yeah. where – at the end of the day, kids are going to trend for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I mean, sure, at one point, I mean, people are going to want to come and play with him. So I read that he was going to go get some free agents. And I'm thinking Indiana. And I'm thinking about him. You know, a lot of guys say a lot of wild stuff. I believed it when I saw it. And like, I believe he can go get somebody. Like, yeah. a lot of guys, having a high IQ player that passes the ball – these young kids I talk about that don't know the game as yeah. much as, as well as they should, they want to play with him. Yeah. He's going to make life easy. And 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 on top of that, mentioning um, I saw who won the draft lottery for the W, Indiana. Obviously, number one pick would be Caitlin Clark. And so is, is Indiana back popping? No, Tamika Ketchins had it popping in Indy for a little I'm bit. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, the city going to be back popping. I think the city will definitely be back popping. It's just like you have to fight the big market situation. 
I consider compare it to like, would it be bigger than New York with the Liberty and either the Nets or the Knicks? Have we had I mean? a have we had a conversation about a net or a Nick the way we have Tyrese Halliburton? Or and or well yes we have we on the W side. Jack, well, I mean we was pole jock and Mikael Bridges Mikhail hard nice. last year. Mikhail no, no, nice. I'm just saying, I'm just saying we we climbed that. Pause. No, but Mikael been getting to no, it. No, no, Mikael has been eating. You are right. When the there, past there, there, games, there, there's yeah. something that has occurred within yeah. their roster, and yeah. since then Mikael has been eating. And I'm not blaming no, nobody. No, but Mikael also just got his first game winner the other night against Atlanta. You can see it, pause. You can see it on him. That dog in him right now. He had a different. He he's crossed over now. Yeah, Mikael has crossed over. I will say that. But have we talked about him like we talked about Tyree Taliburn? No, I, I don't think so. I just think in order for a city like Indiana to get this much like attention, it'll have to do what like Milwaukee does and stay consistently great. Yeah, and like, at that sure. level, consistently great meant Giannis and them were going two seasons without losing two games in a row, 60 wins a year type shit, type mm-hmm. great. Like, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. And you're going to have to have like, he's going to have to dominate in that whole essence. It's true. In my personal opinion. But, yeah. I mean, the Caitlin Clark, wherever she goes, is going to be booming. I'm. It would be lit if Iowa, the, the state of Iowa, just got a team. And she just hoop out of there. You got to find a place where they all can come and watch, like, 15,000 strong consistently. She what might you just mean? play Outside. in the arena. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Outside <laughs> in a football arena. Just let them sell it like that. True. Stuff. Everybody was do it outside, though. It's, it don't, whatever, it is the summer. Yeah, whatever is 50,000, bro. They're showing up for Caitlin Clark every day. Is there a dome, football dome in Iowa? It got to be. That's a good question. What's the largest arena in Iowa? But she got to play her whole whole career. Yeah, I mean, that sounds like a deal. I mean, back in the day, they had a two-headed coin for Pat Pat Ewing. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's a a business, baby. He said a two-headed coin. Well, the odds for Caitlin Clark and the Indiana Fever— if they decide to pick her, which they will, uh, it didn't move too much though. Um, plus thirty five hundred last week, plus three thousand um, currently for their odds to win the WNBA title twenty twenty four. Because Sabrina's like that, and and the Aces they ain't getting touched no time soon. This preview was brought to you by none other than DraftKings. Point. Forward. So what would you, looking back, what would you change in season tournament? It sounded like everybody was complaining about the point differential. Yeah, I think it was like one game where they had like the foul. Yeah. Um, Andre Drummond up like 40 or whatever. I'm not mad. Speaking of like they put in the hack-a-shack rule and all that, like I hate they did that shit. Yeah. Like if you can't shoot a three, they're going to leave you wide the fuck open. Oh, so you think... You think like it's part of the game. It's you an NBA. Learn how to make free yeah, learn how to make free throws and keep your punk ass on a, on a ba- like or like shit. You can't leave a bad shooter open. Then. True story. I, like that's what I wanted. I'm like, well, shit. Bend the rules for me. Them niggas leaving me butt booty naked. <laughs> <laughs> Hennessy and Mitchell and Ness have come together for the ultimate drop, a limited edition collection to celebrate Hennessy's continued partnership with the NBA. Because some things just go together, like Evan and myself. 
Hey, man, man. Remember when we met back in the day at Tim Grover's attack facility? Mm-hmm. I think it was like 08. I was finishing up my freshman year, and you were about to prepare to get that bag, right? Yes, my extension year. We met in 08. In 2010, we fast-forwarded to be each other's teammates. Mm-hmm. I obviously thought I was better than you. Then the first day of practice, I go baseline. And you you Brian blocked my shot before that Brian. That was a good block, G. <laughs> bro, I remember that, that. Bro, that was an amazing block. I'm looking like, bro, what just happened back there? And then I'm like thinking something, like talking to my agent. Like, bro, you just said I was better than this <laughs> Look, on the court, you're surrounded by a collection of personalities, egos, and talent. But when the pieces come together, that's when you form a great team. The same thing is true when you mix a great drink. Different ingredients come together for the first time, complementing one another to make something out of this world. And beyond the drinks, this drop with Hennessy and Mitchell and Ness celebrates the intersection of basketball with art, music, and fashion. Elements of culture that represent ways the fans and players pay homage to the game. The exclusive collection will have a limited drop available for both in retail and online. Check out at Hennessy US on Instagram for more information. Hennessy, without your spirit, it's only a game. 21 and older, please drink responsibly. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, oh, uh, all tournament team. Was uh pretty dope. Um it was uh Braun, yep. AD, yep. Giannis, mm-hmm. Halliburton, mm-hmm. KD. KD make it to the final four and he still made the all tournament. That's impressive. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that. And and I'm tired. This is one thing I'm sick of. The Lakers fan who always wanna blame AD for everything. He made the all tournament team. Yeah. Stop forgetting that. I mean, I'm just asking where else you gonna go after that. Like, if you want AD trader to get rid of uh, this and a third, like, it's true. When it comes to wrapping time, AD got one person to step up to. He just got to get his get back on uh, on Joker, on Jokic. Bro, they had a squad. I mean, they had a squad, but I'm saying Jokic was doing this. Th- I mean, when you break it down, if you think about Has it, anybody stopped? You know, you know, one of the people I'll ever, I saw you, God, Jokic the best. Houston, buddy from Houston was been oh, giving yeah, it to Jokic. She, like right. I'm talking about, like every time. Yeah, singling, sanguine. Yeah, something he be like hooping. That. He yeah. young. Yeah. I don't know how old he is. He's like 20, 21. His body looks older, but he's yeah. young. He been um, dunking shit too. Loon had some good games against Jokic on how to guard him. I learned a lot. I believe that. I'm like. Oh, I see it. I believe that. The Warriors, one team they get problems is Denver in the playoffs. I can see that. That's one team they got to duck. But but the Warriors are struggling with everybody else. I'm never too critical, so there y'all go. No, bro, Gil said everything he needed to say. That was crazy. Gil's a basketball savant. He was, I was just like, oh, yeah, I get it. Gilbert Arena's thoughts on Ginobili. I just saw it. What did he say? Because I want to know. Because I'm I'm defending Ginobili to the end to the end of time. So what did Gilbert Arena say about 
the honorable Manu Ginobili. He was saying, you know, comparing me to Gilbert, comparing Gilbert to Ginobili, he's like, it's not even close. Okay, I can see that. And he said, Ginobili never averaged more than 17 points a game, 16 points a game. He said when Ginobili was the man, he didn't have Parker, he didn't have Duncan. What did he average? I'm thinking they're going to say like 22, 23. 13. 13 points a game. Twenty nine from thirty one from the three. I think we put. I, I think I do remember, man. But when you saw Ginobili in person, though, bro, it was different. Now, 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 when you sit here just saying seventeen, and you like, damn, this what y'all own. So seventeen at night can get me here. I feel you. I average, I average nineteen point nine. Yeah, five rebounds, five assists, and they told me I was weak in yeah. Philly. That's like um, <laughs> I remember one time me, Gordon, and uh, Chandler Parsons all had the same number, and I'm like, come on, bro. <laughs> like you understand. I'm like, not none of us is gonna turn out how y'all think. All right. Shout out to um Chandler. Shout out to Gordon Hayward, man. Look at us. <laughs> All right, last question. What would you do with the five hundred thousand prize money? I know what I will. <laughs> I mean, I, shit. To be completely honest with you. All right, bet. So I'm gonna give. I'm gonna take a Honda and throw it to Aubrey. All right. Okay. And then I'm gonna. I'll probably buy a watch <laughs> or something like that. Like appreciate, like a dope ass watch I wanted to buy. All right, I like it. What would you do with your? Same thing. Probably buy a watch. Probably buy a watch. But I'm on. I'm on the lines of. Uh, Warren Buffett, it's a couple of other individuals. Maybe who's Microsoft? Bill Gates. Bill Gates. They only give their kids like one percent of their net worth. I believe that. And the life that I provide for these little ones, I don't know what to tell you. You should be able to figure it out. Yeah. Based on the youth I gave you. <laughs> oh, <that's real. laughs> you wanna know what I thought? I heard I saw a couple of people getting it, like annoyed. That the NBA players were like answering like questions. Like, like uh D D Russ was like, yeah, I want to take my family on a vacation, da da da, all this. They're like, y'all act like y'all broke. And it's like, well, th- th- I mean, like, then what you what you like, like, bro, it's not like broke, but it's just certain levels. And the same people to be complaining, be having nice shit. It'd be like, bro, if you drive around in a Tesla as a normal human, shut the fuck up. Okay? Cause you like, you want the finance in life, all right? This like, is this is what was interesting to me. And broke niggas be having Rolex. That's all I gotta say. My fault. Regular people, if you you got a regular job, you buy a Rolex, bro. Like, please shut the fuck up about like people splurging. Like, I would never do no shit like that. Why you talking about your friends? Oh, oh shit! <laughs> shout out to the game. Shout out to the, shout out to the game. Cut that. No, don't cut no, it. Don't do cut not cut it. Do cut not that. cut that. And cut I want that. you to put me in here saying, do not cut that. Because I'm mean when I say that to my friends. No. They look at me like, you, you ain't the only person that can have a nice watch. No, that's some shit I'm not doing, G. Just, I'm just trying to be responsible. Yeah, yeah, no, I dare you. That's some shit I'm not doing, G. They have to be, the people need to know that. No, them niggas is, them niggas is strong. <laughs> <laughs> that's some shit. Like, if I was broke, I would look broke. Like, I would look it. Like, that's some shit I'm not doing. That's Bro. Shout out to the game, but y'all niggas is wild. <laughs> I didn't even realize that. Yes. Oh. <laughs> but. <laughs> Keep going. That's I'm, crazy. I'm saying. Fuck me up. It was nice to see that the guys actually understand how much 
money yeah. $500,000 is. Yeah. And so people put this perception on us and say, guys are just playing for money. Guys are just playing for money. It's like, no, it's an incentive on this new endeavor that we're trying to roll out to grow the game because you all are saying, I don't want to go to the games early on in the season because they don't mean anything. This is from the fans. That's the data yeah. we got from them. And so then some people might say, well, you're paying a guy $60 million a year. How much is $500,000 to him? I'm and we got, we, got, we got the richest, one of the richest athletes of all time. He's a billionaire saying, Come. I'm going to get this 500000 yeah. That speaks volumes to, you know, yeah. I think we have, we're in touch with reality to some extent. Or at least you got to be because once that 500000 didn't cut down to two thirty one by exactly. the time it hit California state taxes. So, exactly. So, yeah, so, so let's, let's do that. We can't have it both that? ways, people. Like, like. And then just appreciating greatness. Like, that was, it was a beautiful thing to see. It was bro, a lot was, of fun. That was year 21, bro. Yeah. Buddy still at the top. Bro, that's, yeah. you don't think that's crazy? No. I don't know what to think. It's so crazy. That's it what I'm be saying. It's a victory cigar, bro. Yeah, it's impressive. And, and when you break, like, you're the toast of the town, dog. But it's just, he's just, yeah, it's a testament to his work ethic and his, and his IQ. <laughs> to be honest with you, what is crazy it's like nobody plays defense or has a clue how to play defense. Exactly. Like even some of like our best stars are literally young stars are so bad defensively. It's almost like can I really rate rate them as real basketball players? And not saying real basketball players, but just like not like how do you not know none of this? Yeah, I'm watching the game. I'm like rotate. What you waiting on? Rotate, yeah. and they just don't move. Yeah, and it's like for hooping. You play your whole life. Like they can teach you principle, but you got your own life defensive principle. <laughs> like do you understand? what I'm saying I'm not letting them in the middle. You know what I mean? I'm right. closing out short. Right. You understand? What I'm saying right, if, right, right. They right. screen, re-screen. I'm gonna go over, go under. Like stuff you just know. Where it's like, all right, coaches, tell me a little bit. But this is how I'm clamping yeah, it. Like, closing yeah, out with yeah. your left hand up. Like, and they, they can't, it's a guy they keep letting. It's a guy to keep closing out to. Because he makes shots. But for some reason, I, every time they close out so hard to him, he just get to a spot and pull up. I'm thinking, he doesn't shoot that many threes. Why does anyone not Why does anyone not know this? Uh, Hillbilly Kobe. Hillbilly Mama. Oh, Austin Reeves? He don't shoot that many threes. No, you are right he about that. He don't shoot that, that many threes. I'm like, watching him run him off the line every time. He's getting to the paint. Boop. It was beautiful, and too. He shoot, no, he shoot a lot of mid-ranges. I'm like, this is allowed now. But shout out to Austin Reeves. Yeah, he was getting it in. Nah, and Austin, it, and the he dog, was man. I like. I hope he get that membership, man. He deserves. I it, like man. Austin because the LA stuff do not phase him, and I think he's a real hooper. I always respect those guys. You yeah. know how I am. You be like, you say I don't like nobody. If you like playing basketball and you work on your craft and it shows, I like you. Yeah, yeah, true, 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 true. Y'all welcome. Point forward. This week we're sitting down with a young prince out of New York, somebody with a great IQ. Ironically enough. Those are his initials. We're sending down with Emmanuel quickly. Don't forget to subscribe to Point Forward, the podcast, wherever you listen to your podcast, and follow us on all social platforms at Point Forward. What's up, y'all? Um, welcome back to another episode of Point Forward podcast. Myself, Andre Godala, my guy, E.T. Uh, today, we are with one of the up-and-coming rising stars at the NBA. Uh, very interesting initials, um, IQ, game reflects that in so many different ways. Um, one of the, like I said before, I've become a stars at the NBA, Emmanuel Quickly. Welcome to the show. Appreciate y'all having me. Appreciate y'all. Yes, yes, sir. And before we get uh, started, we want to set the scene where we're at. We're at the sanctuary in Andalusia. 
Um, we're here in Spain at the Sanctuary uh, MBPA Performance Retreat, which you know we've been discussing, um, and I want you to talk about it a little bit. You know, being able to go overseas, experience new things. You know, coming from where we come from, inner city. Like, how often do we get a chance to really see the world? You know, we don't really don't see it until we get older, and it's the game of basketball that takes us to these places. But being able to, you know, own your off season, own your summer, um, and be able to experience the city outside just the game of basketball. How has it been um, on this trip? No, it's been great. Uh, this is actually my second time uh, coming out here. So uh, just to get a chance, you know, it's a performance retreat. So we've been able to, you know, work on our games, be able to uh, expand our boundaries a little bit off the court, uh, make connections that last lifetime outside of basketball. So uh, I'm having a lot of fun, getting better, uh, just working hard, you know, getting ready for your. Let's jump into hoops, you know. I'm closer to being removed from the game. I should say I am removed from the game in a sense, uh, but you young cats are, y'all have been running the league for quite some time. And I noticed that there was a shift when I stopped understanding what the hell the music was playing. Like, <laughs> who was this? Who was this? Who was this? Uh, like, what's the, what's the new culture like? Like, how can you explain the new culture, your class of kids that are y'all yeah. coming next to take over the league? I think it's new, but uh, as more as it changes, I still think it stays the same as far as like just the work habits you have to have, you know, all the guys, the great players that have come before us, you know, uh, rest in peace, Kobe, you know, just the stuff that he's instilled as far as how hard he worked, what you have to do to prepare each and every night you come in. Um, but obviously, like you said, you know, there's a lot of new young guys coming in trying to establish themselves. So. Uh, like you said, the music, uh, the way people dress is different now, the way we come to games and things like that. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's a, it's a lot, I think a lot more, but as, as it still changes, it still stays the same as well. And I know, uh, I know you got some ET, but something that stuck out to me, because uh, I really want to dive into your background. Like you, you have a very uh, tempered manner about yourself, the way you carry yourself, which I, you know, how I am, how I've been throughout my career, I really appreciate that. But, you know, speaking about the youth um, and like you spoke about Kobe, rest in peace, Kobe, when, you know, Holly Berry was at the game front row. Oh, People yeah. talk about that a lot. You know, like Kobe, you know, he, you know, glanced over whatever. Not to say the ending was going on, right. but that was a moment where Kobe was going crazy and Holly Berry was just in awe. Right. You know, this Holly Berry. Right. And going back to the, you know, the youth and you. And you posted this on your Instagram, the ice spice effect, right? And I'm just like, you know, the generational differences, like you see, like, you know, the different things and how we've evolved as people, you know, our attraction to different things of that nature, you know, is that something you feel like the youth has been embracing and, you know, kind of, uh, the social media effect yeah. that's been on the game of basketball too? Yeah, I think it, that's really, I think what it all comes down to, uh, the way social media is used. I actually have never met Ice Spice. Hopefully she can come out to another game or something <laughs> like that. Uh, but you know, just the way the game has changed as far as social media, especially being in New York, uh, everything you do is kind of like magnified. So you kind of have to watch what you do, what you mm -hmm. say, uh, who you're around, things like that. Um, but you know, all in all, I think it's good, especially playing in New York. Mm -hmm. So coming into the league, what was one of the first things you remember as like your welcome to the league moment? I mean, you didn't come into a regular city. You came into like the biggest city on earth. Like what was your mindset going and did the time at uh, Kentucky prepare you? That's what, exactly what I was going to point to, honestly. Um, going to Kentucky, I was projected to be there for six months, be out uh, first round, whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, it didn't happen that way. Uh, I had to stay another year, which is almost like being a senior at another school, being a sophomore in Kentucky. Yeah. Uh, but I learned like delayed gratification, working hard, uh, 
just just uh, knowing what God's timing is for you and continue to keep working even when stuff don't go your way right away, uh, which I think helped me out in the NBA a lot. And uh, I was able to transfer that my rookie year. Um, and as soon as I got my opportunity, I just tried to run with it, and I'm going to continue to keep getting better. Okay. Let's go back to that time in Kentucky, because you said something that's crazy. Like, if you're not out in six months, you're basically like a senior. Yeah. What was your mindset going in there? Were you like, damn, am I getting recruited over? Will yeah. I be able to make it? Because the next year, you had Tyrese Maxey come yeah. in. It's funny, because Tyrese is probably one of my best teammates now that I've, wow. ever, that I've really ever had. Mm -hmm. uh, we still talk pretty much all the time. Uh, but really, my mindset at first was I thought I made it. This was my first time really like having like a slap in the face of, uh, all right, now you got to be humble. You got to, what you going to do? You going to quit? Are you going to give up? Or are you going to continue to keep yeah. working? Uh, and I'm glad I kind of went through that because yeah. I've been able to, you know, a lot of guys don't get that until they get to the NBA and then it's too late. Yep. Uh, so I was able to get that early, you know, kind of experience that early. And um, I definitely think that it's helped me uh, in my NBA career. So... Obviously, you brought up Tyrese Maxey earlier. What's it like you guys both getting drafted, both going in first round? You first started off as possible competitors, but now you're in the Atlanta division playing versus each other night in, night out, and you guys are both making huge impacts. Yeah, it's, it's great. We, 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 uh, I just hopped on this podcast like uh, maybe – uh, some time ago. Um, okay. But honestly, we used to work out uh, like 6 a.m. during the summer, like four times a week. So that's kind of how we really got closest. We yeah. just both love being in the gym a lot. Um, and I think when you got like gym rats like that, you just want to be around other gym rats. Mm -hmm. um, he continues to get better. We, you see what he's doing. And even in the playoffs, he's been playing great. So uh, I wish nothing but the best for Tyrese, even, even when we competing and trying to go at each other. Yeah, do you see that as a battle like coming down? Like you guys are getting older, you're young. You know, some of the older guys are getting cleared out and now it's going to be two top guards coming up. Are you looking forward to that? Absolutely. You yeah. always look forward to that competitive challenge. I think even at Kentucky, when we was on the same team, mm -hmm. uh, the practices were harder than our games. Uh, we used to have to guard each other 94 feet and just battle. And I think that kind of made us closer too, as far as our competitive like yeah. juices. We yeah. just love competing and going at it and then going to the mall and kicking it after, you know, yeah. after practice. Going to the mall after practice in college. And, and what was y'all copping? That's what I want to know. So, so we're going to go here next because we keep talking like you as a basic like college kid. Right. You went to Kentucky. We just saw the, the team go to Drake's house the other night, turn right. it up Which one time. Which we never time. got to do. So well, you got to do, so you got to do something now. now, now was there, yeah, was, you had a jacuzzi at Wildcat, Wildcat Lodge? Yeah, Wildcat Lodge. Like, tell us something. Now I'm just joking, but that's basically <laughs> how it is. So tell us... Uh, you didn't have like a Drake moment where you pulled up to, uh, you know, his house to kick it, but there's some perks to play at Kentucky. Was there anything dope that occurred? It definitely is. Uh, obviously, just playing for Coach Cal in itself is, is something that a, a lot of people obviously don't get. Um, just the, honestly, I feel like for me, my experience was I had fun just doing the little stuff, just being around my teammates. Yep. I mean, obviously, it's Kentucky. You get the private plane. You get the the chef and, and food before class and things like that. But... Uh, just doing the little stuff, being around my teammates, going to coach. We used to have a uh, camp Cal. Everybody, all the students would go home. It would be nothing but really basketball players yeah. there or sports players there during the, uh, during the break. And we'd have to go to Cal's house. We'd work out in the morning, go to Cal's house, work out in the middle of the day, go to Cal and do something at night and then come back again. And we did that basically like the whole break. So that's when we, that's why Kentucky teams really get better too, is because mm -hmm. they go through that period of time where they're almost in like NBA training camp. But I think with Coach Kyle being at the forefront of that, it gives him an advantage because you're going to see a lot of other coaches trying to implement that. Yep. But 
always duplicated. But what what's the saying? Like you can you could try to duplicate yeah, it, but you know. Yeah. But well, that doesn't yeah. mean you can execute it the same exactly. way essentially. And, and I think the one thing is Cal, correct me if I'm wrong, he pours a sauce on Cal before it became popular, he was pro player. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah, like yeah, when yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard him have conversations where like it's talking about the next level and talking about like your steps. Right. You feel like that was something that made y'all super tight as well? Yeah. I mean, just the way, just the swag he had when yeah. he came to my home was different. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm. And then I think another thing that separated him was a lot of coaches were telling me everything I wanted to hear. Like, you're going to take 30 shots a game. You're going to be in and out. He didn't tell me that. He was like, it's going to be hard, like very hard. And I think that's something that I've always had in me from my mom and my dad, the way they raised me, Uh Uh, as far as just never taking the easy road, never letting nobody, you know, my dad called it pee down your back and tell you it's raining outside. Uh, That was something that really stuck with me. Damn. Or or (laughs) piss up a rope. That'll fuck somebody up too. Piss up the rope. Piss up a rope. Think about that. They come right back. Never mind. You go. I get it. It just sounds disgusting. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's what's fucked up. Hey there, it's Matt Norlander with the CBS Sports Eye on College Basketball podcast. And yes, we are in the thick of the college hoop season. Our pod runs at least three times a week and covers everything you need to know from the power conference team to the mid majors, the scoops, the stories, game predictions, previews, huge recaps, everything. We cover it all. To find us, search Eye on College Basketball podcast wherever you get your pods. So when you were, uh, when Cal showed up and everything, did you, uh, did he try to sell you on a school of, of uh, optometry? Optometry? Did you, you wanted to I be, wanted to be optometrist when yeah. I was little. Yeah, okay. But then I started playing with the basketball. And it was over. Out the window. Where did that come from? I don't know, man. I, when, when I, you know, when you get your little pin pad in kindergarten, they ask you what you want to do. I said optometrist and basketball player. And that's what I went through and what I wanted to be. And then I started getting good in like high school and I'm like, ah. At school. I might have to hoop. <laughs> yeah. This right. might be up. So right. Yeah. That's kind of how it went. And your mom used to be a hooper as well, right? She did. She went to Morgan State. Okay. And oh, she was nice. a, she's a teacher. Oh, nice. So, yeah. so your battles, most cats, you hear about their battles with their pops. Yeah, mine's with my mom. That's what's That's up. That's crazy. Like, real, how old were you when you started being her for the first time? Uh, I think I might have. I was, I was probably around, ten, I think I was around nine, eight. Maybe nine, ten. She just kept po- her and my grandfather just kept posting me up, taking me down low, and yeah. then one day I just started getting all this, and it was over. You got to wiggle. Yeah, 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 we getting old, fam. <laughs> I hate growing them young cats. And I was like, hurry up and shoot. And I'm like, I ain't got time. To- you just gonna live with a contested shot. Yeah, man, come on, hurry up, yeah. man, get this over. I still Kyrie that. And then Tyrese, I say that, and when I'm growing him, I get switched on him. Hey, man, make this quick, fam. Like, I'm not letting you get there. You might as well shoot. That was my first start was Kyrie Irving. That's tough. First start. I think we was like 10 games in COVID season. It's COVID. And uh, I had no idea I was starting. I walk in. You know how you see the board, the matchups, and it say IQ. 11, and you know, everybody else's name is black. <laughs> his name, his name, we're all red, yeah. all red. I'm like, oh snap, this is my first start. I'm going against Kyrie. <laughs> this with the league, like, oh my goodness. But yeah, he had like 40. Oh, he had 40. Yeah, I think he had like 40. I played all right though, but mm. he had 40. And so, okay, so I'm gonna stay there for, for, for right now. What can you see as the biggest differences between like the Kyrie Irvins? And where you're at and where eventually, of course, that's where Trying you to want to be. So what yeah. are some things that you've seen? It's like, okay, this is very small things I need to work on. I would say it's bigger than what fans think, man. Correct. It's like the mentality, mm-hmm. the fundamentals, 
Like it's so much bigger than somebody coming up and doing 10 moves and shooting a shot. It's way bigger than that. Yep. Uh, I would say the fundamentals, the mentality, uh, and, and just like the film study, you can tell like guys that watch film, yep. a big up the touch pocket pass. He get like, it's just so many like machines almost like that, that they're created. So just trying to get to that level, I feel like it's something that I'm, I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted to ask you a question. You spoke about it earlier. You had a big year. Um, you know, you finished second in, you know, sixth man of the year, averaged 15 points a game and everything. What was it like having that year continue to, you know, build on each year, this third year in the league, but also too, um, keeping a fan favorite like Derrick Rose on the bench. What type of pressure was that? And also, too, what type of, you know, relationship did you all have and what did you learn from him? Because that's a former MVP and, you know, one of the great guards. Right, I, and I hate that because Derrick is like, he's somebody that did, he didn't even complain, at least not, you know, around mm-hmm. the team. You know, a lot of guys would have been like, man, this is some BS. I'm not doing this. Right. He was helping all the young guys, like, get yeah. better, showing it in the middle of the game, put me aside, like, hey, look for this because, this, like, it was it was stuff like that. So, I really appreciate Derek. You know, everybody has that vet that they kind of have yeah. when they come into the league. I don't know whose y'all's was, but mine has kind of mm-hmm. been like almost really Derek in a mm-hmm. way. Uh, just the way that he's kind of helped me, you know, get better. The way he showed me. I remember one time I could make a shot for like two months. And he was like, the rain eventually ends. Like the storm has to stop, which right. is true in, yeah. in, in a real sense. Yeah. Uh, and I just held on to that. And then by the end of the year, I was good. But just something that I, just stories like that I always hold on to, always keep tight with me. For sure, mine was uh, I had Aaron McKee and Kevin Ollie, who both became head coaches. Yep. Kevin Ollie won one or two at uh, UConn. Two, did he win two now? Might have won two. He won two at UConn. Yeah. yeah. Aaron McKee was at Temple for some yep. time. Just talked to him recently, and that's the like the dope thing about the league is that when you start like you get it because you talk about like I can tell that guy watches film. Mm-hmm. I can tell he loves hoop. You know, me and Maxie were always in the gym. Yeah. We like locked in because we competed. Those relationships will last you for the end of your, your life. Yeah. And I, this is one thing, I said this on the pod many times and I'll continue to say it. You have to foster those relationships because when the ball stops bouncing, who do you go to right. that understands what you've been through, mm-hmm. understands like the pressures from family, the pressures from fans, you know, who are you go on vacation with? How do you identify with somebody who's been through the same trauma as you? And you always go back to, you know, the guys that you spent the most time with on the court, yeah. the guys that gave you you know, the, the advice or the confidence. Like me and this dude, we, we played together last, what, 13 years ago? Nine years ago. Yeah, we played like, eight, like a year and a half. We only together. played a year and a half together. But, you know, it's just, you know, building those relationships, like those things stand the test of time, like for real, like that real human experience. That's real. And like, uh, I, I want to get back to like the, the New York situation. Yep. Obviously, uh, everybody screams they want New York Knicks to be good. Clearly, you guys have been on a crazy run, but what what do you comprehend and like? What's the pressure like in order to try to get the New York Knicks back to basketball dynasty? Uh, I don't really see it as pressure as much as an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, for greatness, you know, whether you even the best players like Steph Curry, he gets criticized. Like you gonna get criticized, yeah. you gonna it, there's no stopping there's no stopping even the greatest players. 11 championships, you're going to get criticized. So it doesn't really matter as far as that. But just continuing to try to get better every single day, I think that's why our team has been good. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of individual guys that love being in the gym, that love working. Uh, and I think when you got a team like that, your team just continues to get better. Steph get criticized for his left-hand pass. Could be worse. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> 
So I, I understand, um, you know, at that level. Talk to us about, you know, kind of backing up uh, your all-star guard, Jalen Brunson. What was that like? How's it been? And how have you been able to, um, you know, still have an impact? 15 right. points off the bench and still being able to do your do your thing with, uh, you know, all-star guard and all-NBA, you know, right. caliber players. Jalen's been another guy that's been a lot of help for me, yeah. especially on the court. Uh, just as far as like, you know, somebody I can watch as far as like footwork and things like mm -hmm. that, uh, the way he scores, he's small. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I feel like I'm kind of small as far as, you know, in the, I'm, I'm a little bit, you know, yeah, yeah, but, you, but still, but still in the NBA, that's kind of, it's still yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So just being able to get a shot off, I, I just try to watch for things like that. And uh, even when he was hurt and I had a chance to start for like seven games, I would text him like, bro, what do you see? Right. He would send me like paragraphs, stuff like that. So he was always a help. Uh, and I, even though I come off the bench and back him up, I still see myself as like a starter. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, I still come in the game, feel like uh, I'm impacting the game, uh, try to impact it just as much as anybody. So, um, you know, I always try to keep my attitude right and just carry myself that way. Yeah, I look at Jalen as the ultimate winner. And yeah, you for just sure. look at, for sure. Because I think we, we forget sometimes. We live in the moment and we don't understand, like, it's the journey. Like you said, sometimes you got to go through struggles. You know, uh, you got to delay that gratification. Yeah. And when you look at guys' whole body of work, like you brought it to my attention. Yeah. Like Jalen's won at every level. Yeah, since like, high school. Like, like, yeah, it'd probably go before that. Like and he, an academic All-American. He bro. always figure yeah. out how to win yeah. on and off the court. And, you know, it's a testament to him, his parents. And that's like you have this thing to you where I, I know you get it. And so I wanted to ask you, like, who is Emmanuel quickly? You know, they called you Manny growing up, right? Manny. Like, who are you and how did you become who you are? Like, you know, what gets you going, what gets you down? Like, just, just t like, just summarize who you are. I think it starts with my faith, man. Uh, like your name? Yeah, Emmanuel, you he's God with us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think yeah. it just starts with my name. I was raised in church from literally since I was born, played the drums since I was, since I could hold anything, you right. know what I'm saying? So. Uh, that's where my mindset kind of comes from as far as just uh, trying to be great, not trying to, you know, anybody could be mediocre, but to right. be great at something, you got to put a little extra work in. So uh, just a little bit of that, uh, just the way I was raised. Uh, my mom had me, she, she'll she make me wash the, you know, when you when you spent, you coming out all American, your parents might let you get, get away with a little bit more. She was like, man, get these dishes done. Like I'm 17 years old, about to go to Kentucky. She like, man, if you don't wash these dishes, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so just the way that I was raised, things like that, I think have been instilled in me to to translate onto the floor. And I think that translates who I am off the floor. As well. That's beautiful. And I heard you're an avid reader. Yeah. And so what's, what are you reading right now? Right now, I read the Bible, every, try to read it every day. Yep. Uh, Chop Wood, Carry Water was probably oh, my favorite that's book. A, yeah, beautiful I, and I've read that. Two times. Okay. Uh, I was just talking to one of my trainers out here. Uh, Relentless, I had read twice. Is that Tim Grover? Tim Grover. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Uh, but those are probably two of my favorite books. Okay, okay, nice. I just got The Psychology of Money. I brought that on the trip. And uh, ET and I are reading the new CBA. I haven't uh, heard. No, 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 it's no. Like literally the new CBA. The collective bargaining right, agreement. Yeah. The NBA. Check <laughs> that out. <laughs> no, no, no. You no. <laughs> <laughs> somebody to do that for you, yeah. as you should. And so I, I think we'll... Um, I guess we'll end on the future for yourself, seeing you just saw somebody get 300 million. First time ever, right? Yeah, 304 million. And how the new TV deal is coming in place, um, how you see money and how it affects the human and what will you hope to use it for? You know, obviously 
you should be able to bask in your hard work. You yeah. should be able to indulge in whatever it is that you like. But at the same time, yeah, like I agree. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> there's yin and yang. Right, you know, right, right. so we have a good relationship with a bunch of guys in the league. You know, Jason Tatum is one of our guys and mm -hmm. he's like, turn up, turn up. And I'm yeah. like, come back down, come back down. So we, 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 we have a little yeah. fun with that. But I think there's, there's great things on both sides to try to keep you balanced. And so, you know, have you thought about it and how do you think about it? Honestly, one of the things that my mother instilled in me at a very young age was there's nothing more important in life than helping somebody else. It doesn't matter what it is. So I think everybody sees the money and everybody wants the land truck and, you know, all right. the extra stuff. Obviously, that stuff comes with, you know, being a high level basketball player. But I think just being able to affect somebody else, being able to have be in position to help other people, whether whatever it be, I think just the general, you know, just a general, you know, thing to be able to help somebody else is probably the biggest thing about it. And that's what's up. And I, we've been talking a lot about ownership and the sanctuary is, you know, one of the pillars or, you know, it's a it epitomizes ownership, like owning your summer, you know, being able to get your mind right, you know, being able to take care of your body. Like I've saw some real cool startups, you know, I've been investing in things. Um, is there anything that, you know, you look forward to accessing with the future income that, you know, your, your abilities will, will allow you to have? Definitely uh, my church family. Church family has put a lot into me growing up. Yes, sir. Uh, obviously, you have your coaches and stuff like that, but um, I'll, I'll definitely look forward to, you know, helping out my church, uh, my community, things like that where I'm from. Uh, I got a basketball annual basketball camp yep. uh, that I continue to do. So uh, just trying to help out all the young kids that had a dream just like me uh, to try to make it. You had a basketball camp in high school for middle school kids. Middle school. Middle school and uh, elementary. How did you come up with that in high school? It was like, you know, I would I would play uh, high school games and all the little kids would come up to me like, yo, what's up? I'm a big fan, whatever. So I'm like, it, there would be no better thing than to just give back to somebody who is this, in the same position as me. I remember coming up to guys like y'all like, yo, what's up? Bro? Right, right. Can, I get a, can I get my shoe signed? Stuff like that. So just having those memories and not forgetting how they treated me, uh, you know, I tried to just do the same thing for the youngest. Gotcha, gotcha. I got one last thing. You got anything? I got something for y'all too. When, when what? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> so, what would you give me? Uh, could be on the court, off the court, or one of each uh, that you would tell, like your younger self, that would help you get to that to that next level. I think you just said it. it's a long journey. Mm -hmm. uh, I think certain points are like along my way. I would get like uh, deterred. And it'd be like idle time for a month and a half or two months as opposed to just seeing like a bigger picture situation, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, and understand it's going to be, uh, when they tell you it's going to be like peaks and valleys and shit, that's, that's the real truth. And sometimes you got to comprehend whatever situation you're in, like D Rose said, the rain is going to stop eventually. You just got to make sure you prepare for that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, that's one thing I always remember. And then two, it's just like, don't, don't forget who you are. You're Emmanuel quickly for a reason and you have a gift. And, uh, like what Meek said, like, don't, your God-given gift is for you. Like yeah. these, nobody can take it away from you. So always, uh, you know, be entitled to your faith, but be entitled to, you know, the rightful path that you have. Right. Like that's, that's the most compass you need. And, and I would say, enjoy it. I, I would say sometimes I would get too cynical with myself. I would be too hard on myself and I would forget to enjoy it. You know, like I was joking. Who were we joking with? Oh, I was joking with CeCe Sabathia at this golf tournament last week. And I was like, man, like 19 years is a long time. And I, I'm probably joking, but I 
serious, but I had to take a step back and say, like, no, everything is meant for a reason. And I would say, man, I get that last championship up to just like relax and rest my brain. Like I was so deep into it, which I would say you should be into it, but I wish I had the other side saying like, just bask in it, like playing an NBA. Like when you were eight, nine years old, when I was eight, nine, I never thought I would really make it to the NBA. (laughs) I just said, oh, that would be cool. But like being there, I'm like, oh, like I really Mm. made it. It's only 5,000 NBA players. And you held up a trophy. Period. Period. I, told, I tell people that all the time now, like the last year, I was like, you know, it's only 5,000 of us like on Earth, like the existence of Earth. And when you break that down, it's, it's seven, eight billion people on Earth right now. Like imagine going all the way back, yeah. you know, BC before Christ. That's it crazy. goes back tens of thousands of years. Right. Earth's been around for millions of years. Like we, it's only 5,000 of us like that ever existed. And so waking up every morning, having that appreciation, you know, I just read, uh, I just listened to Pharrell. He's like, I wake up every morning and, uh, I get in a hot, hot, hot tub, and then I meditate and pray, or pray and or pray, do both, and just like appreciate, and then just having like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, empathy, mm-hmm. like for just like your situation, and you got it, cause you just said I give back, but just like understanding like, every day I get to go play, or half the games I get to go play in the garden. Yeah. You know, the other half, I get to show what the garden represents, and you do have a responsibility. Like you have a responsibility to play your best basketball because you owe that to the game. I'm not saying you owe it to a certain entity uh, that, you know, is financially responsible to their mm-hmm. shareholders, but it is a brand that both sides have. The league has a responsibility and the players have a responsibility to take care of this game and just keep pushing it forward so the next group understands that responsibility and respects the game and has a reverence for the game. Absolutely. I appreciate y'all, man. Yes, sir. And then my last question, we always got to ask a basketball question, but I got, are you a one or a two? I'm a basketball player. Thank you. Thank you. So give me your top five guards that you really embrace. So you don't have to rank them who's okay. better, but like the guys that who really I, that had- a, I feel. That you feel favorite. that had a profound effect on you. So we don't have to go into, oh, he disrespected this person, but who- I got to get five? However many you want to give, I guess. All right. I'm going to start with Steph Kyrie. I got a real quick Steph story. I think you might have actually even been in, you might have been in Miami, but you might have been in Old State. My rookie year, mm-hmm. this is like game seven, we playing against the Warriors. Bruh, the warm-ups, I don't even think I shot. I just watched, just watched Steph just shoot. Bro, he was making every shot, bro. <laughs> it was crazy. But Steph, Kyrie, Dame has had a, 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 a big impact on me. Um, Steph has actually had a big impact on me as well as far as just not even watching him, but just being able to talk to him, communicate. Um, and then I'd probably say uh, Mike and Kobe. Okay. Mike and Kobe. You got a chance to see Mike? I mean, you got a chance to like understand. I did, man. I mean, I mean, just you got a chance to understand. To understand my son who, yeah. has the been last watching. Last dance helped last a lot. Dance helped last dance helped a lot. Dance helped a lot. I've watched that a couple but my times. But my son has been watching like YouTube film. He's been training hard this summer. He's getting better. But I go into his room. He's YouTube videos of Mike. I'm like, yeah. Oh, okay, you might have some sense. Right, <laughs> right, yeah. Okay, that's I was, beautiful. I would say those are my father. Okay. Guards. Nice, nice. Well, we appreciate you appreciate coming through, man. man. Like, you got a bright future. Um, thank you for stopping by. I'm gonna be watching you closer than ever. Well, like, we always an extension of family. Whenever you need us, we're here for you, my brother, and best of luck. Without a ball, it's just a court. And without your spirit, 
it's only a game. So, together with the fans, we bring our best. For your next pregame, let's share a twist on a classic. The Hennessy Margarita. A squeeze of fresh lime juice and a bit of agave syrup. Topped off with ice and a salted rim. Mix it, shake it, pour it. And enjoy the spirit of the NBA. Hennessy. Without your spirit, it's only a game. 21 and older, please drink responsibly. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. 